Welcome to The Time Is Now. I am your host, Michael Stafford. It is Tuesday, November the 8th. I know we're coming on a rainy day, coming a little bit in the evening time, but let's get it. Week 9 in the NFL, the Bills going down, the Raiders lose, and Jeff Saturday is higher? What? Russ is cooking down here in L.A., but the kitchen is empty in Laker Town. But first, all hail to the asterisks. All hail to the asterisks. All right, it's going to be a fun show this week, so sit back, relax, and I'll see you on the other side. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Time Is Now. Like I said before, we're going to start with baseball. Yeah, the World Series champs right now are the Houston Asterisks as they go ahead and take out the Phillies, the people's champ, the Phillies in six. Um, The best thing about it is that Dusty Baker got his first ring. And nobody really cares about the asterisks at home. Nope. Nobody give a damn about them. So that cheating scandal, that cheating uh, 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 driven team, we don't really give a damn about, man. So with that, they get less than a minute of this show's time. We moving on. We moving on into the NFL. We had a slate of games going on this week, and we're going to start right here with Philly. I know my guy. Uh, uh, AC from AC Sports Live is listening right now. I know that um, KC Mark Curtis Martin is listening right now. He has his two podcasts as well. Um, and these guys are huge Philly fans. Even Kimberly Williams, my girl Kim. What's going on, girl? I know she's a big time. Oh, and Monica. Ooh, my girl Monica from high school. Um, I know she's listening to this as well. There's some huge Philly fans. They post about it all the time. And when their team is down, they're still up on them. And um, they're not a bunch of bandwagon people. They're not, they're the opposite of uh, Cowboy fans, and I respect them. So, salute to your team. Y'all beat the Houston Texans 29 to 17. What a good win at still being undefeated. The Chargers needed that win over Atlanta Falcons. I've just made a trade in my fantasy league for Cordell Patterson as he was coming off of IR. He was still on IR when I made the trade. Trade went through with time. I was able to start him. I'm excited about what I did. I gave up two players. I gave up players I got from the waiver wire. I believe one of them was um, the young stud tight end from, from Denver. Already had Kelsey, so I went ahead and traded him. I only needed him for one week when Kelsey was on his bye. So I traded him, and I forgot the other player that I traded. Another decent player, but a uh, role player nonetheless. I'd rather have Cordell Patterson. I'd send him a running back. I just can't remember which one it, that it was. Um, so those two players for Cordell Patterson, I feel really good about that. And um, But the Falcons lose. Um, Miami, the Miami Dolphins versus Chicago Bears. Um, you know, I didn't pull up the stats for um, – my, my boy let me go you know i want to do that now while i'm in it i'm gonna pull up the stats from that game because we had it was a good one and i do this for fantasy purposes but to let you guys know who did what and where 
Um, I was going to talk about Tua real quick, but let me go ahead and talk about that young boy, Justin Fields, over there for the Chicago Bears because he had himself a hell of a game. They finally found themselves a quarterback for the future. Justin Fields, 17 for 28. 123 yards, nothing to sniff at, but we'll get to the next part. Three touchdowns passing. Let's go to rushing numbers. 15 times rushing, 178 yards with one touchdown, averaging 12 yards a carry. That is a record for a quarterback. If you have any running back putting up those numbers, he's killing you in fantasy. This guy also did it in the air. He did over 300 yards. He Actually, I think he did exactly 300 yards, 301 yards, four touchdowns for one player. He killed you in fantasy this week. And guess what? He's only like 60. He's only like in on 60% of the rosters in fantasy right now. And he just moved up the rankings to like number seven or eight in all the rankings right now. But he's putting up huge numbers. He put up over 50 yards in one of my league, uh, 50 points in one of my league. And the last few weeks, he went over 25, over 30, and now over 40 in consecutive weeks in fantasy football. So big ups, big ups to Justin Fields as he bought out. But they lost to the Miami Dolphins, who are back on fire since Tua's return. Especially you, Kenny. Hey, Kenny, you still owe me money, brother. You still owe me money in regards to Tua Tungavaloa coming back, as I said he would, from those two concussions. He put up 302 yards, three touchdowns, and zero picks. Seven receptions for Hill. Tyreek Hill, 143 yards and one touchdown. Tyreek Hill is on pace right now to get over 2,000 yards. Adding that extra game while Cooper Cup was able to do a historic year, Tyreek Hill's going to do the same thing. And he's doing it. See, the difference is in Kansas City, Mahomes had more toys. He had Kelsey, who's getting enough, enough catches. Tyreek Hill was actually getting less targets than Kelsey. He had all the other receivers as well, getting all those different looks. So it's different now when 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 Hill comes to a system where he is the primary target, where he gets most of the looks. And then you still have another um, uh, speedster on the other end in Waddle. So with those two guys together, it's a it's a de- it's a death match for anyone else. Um, right now, and also too, there was a trade for Jeff Wilson from San Francisco. The San Francisco just picked up CMC. So Jeff Wilson, who was killing it in fantasy, he was doing really well in fantasy um, in, in, in San Francisco, but he ain't no damn CMC. So um, the 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 Dolphins had Mostert, who also used to play for the Niners. They went ahead and got somebody a little bit better in Wilson. And in the first week, I kept Wilson. I had him on my fantasy teams, and I kept him. Actually, you know what? No, I didn't trade him. I forgot who I traded, but I kept Wilson. And he got about 100 yards in total offense and a touchdown in his debut for Miami Dolphins. That's going to vote well. The AFC is looking stacked. We'll get to that in a minute. Then you had the Bengals versus the Panthers. The Bengals whew, looking like the AFC champs that they were, 42-21 to 21 against Carolina. But Carolina is kind of weak. They're kind of, you know, they fired their coach. They, they, they liquidated their squad, get rid of Robbie Moore, get rid of CMC, so forth. Ba- Baker Mayfield, this may be his only year there. 22 carries, right? The Bengals had 22 carries, 153 yards, four receptions, and 58 catches. Right? Four touchdowns and one touchdown. That was for Joe Mixon. That's Joe Mixon's number. Joe Mixon put in that work. He, If you had him in fantasy, he dominated. For him to put up, what? 153 yards rushing and 58 catching over 200 yards? Five total touchdowns? Damn. He put in work. And if he had him in fantasy, he killed it for you. Green Bay Packers lose to the Detroit Lions 15-9. Aaron Rodgers is officially done. Um, Next game, we have my Raiders, who were balling out in the first half. 
taking the lead of like 27 to 3, if I believe. I think they were like 27-10. I'm sorry, 20 to 10 at halftime. They did not score another point in the second half. They did not score another point in the second half. Losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars, 27 to 20. Pretty much kicking them out of playoff contention. Same thing with Green Bay, pretty much putting them out of playoff contention. Zero point second half. But Devontae Adams went off in the first half. Total games, he had 17 targets. More than three times more than the next guy on the team. I think Justin Monroe had five targets. Ten receptions for 146 yards and two touchdowns. I think I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers, A-A-A-A-A-A-A-Ron, could definitely use Devontae Adams this week. But Carr ain't doing anything. He got two total touchdowns, got all that in the first half. What else did he do with the rest of the game? He, he, he got... He got no interceptions. Okay, that's great. That's why you look at the stat line. looks cool. Over 230 yards, two touchdowns. Um, the, the rating looks pretty good, but he keeps getting sacked. Throwing no picks. So it looks good. Oh, he's not making it. It's not his fault. It's McDaniel's fault. Yeah, yeah, we know McDaniel should not be there. Yeah, we get that. McDaniel should not be the head coach for the for the Raiders. Um, it goes more into um, having someone that you're familiar with and, and someone who has a decent resume because they play with the best quarterback, allegedly, of all time. So he gets a look over other people. Why Eric Bayanami to get the look at it? So it's a combination of things. Yes, the play calling. Everyone wants to blame. Somebody's made a scapegoat. But Aaron, Derek Carr is one missing those passes late. You see here that Adams got 10 receptions. But he has 17 targets. That's seven targets that he was missed. And five of them came late. I watched that game. It was my daughter's birthday and I watched the game ruining her. I started off the day with that attitude. Because they had to win. And it's Jacksonville. And the thing is this. I predicted they're not going to win more than eight games this season. I said that. But dang it. They're losing ways I didn't think they're going to lose. And losing games I didn't think they're going to lose. I thought it was going to be other good teams they're going to lose to. Not this. Not Jacksonville. A lot of things got to happen. I, and Derek Carr is looking horrible. Horrible. But the decent defense also is not looking as great. The fact that they're giving up those kind of points to a team that's that lawless. So the Raiders, in the aftermath of that, the Raiders released Jonathan Abrams, their first-round pick from 2019. He's gone. He is gone. So what are you going to do with that? So Abrams is gone. The Raiders got zero sacks for the day, and they're going against, like, sunshine. Sunshine. And they couldn't get any sacks. The Jacksonville Jaguars got 60% of their third-down conversion. I think the Raiders got, like, 20-some-odd percent. That, that, that's the defense they have. And because of that, they're losing a lot of games. They lost, I, I think they lost three games this season where they were leading by 17 points or more. That's ridiculous. And that's tied for the NFL record. We're only halfway through the season. They may easily get to five games like that. Taking a lead, which means your offense is doing what it needs to do, but then your defense lets you down, and then your offense stops pr- producing because easily you can just make um, adjustments. That's what it shows. Just make adjustments and you beat them. Similar to my Lakers, we'll get into that later. Lakers will do good in the first half and then in the third quarter can't do so well. Raiders do the exact same thing. On to the Colts. Indianapolis Colts versus the New England Patriots. What a tough game to watch if you're watching that game. New England beats them 26-3. The Colts put up a total whopping 121 yards. We just read the stats from Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams who put up more yards catching the ball than the entire offense of the Indianapolis Colts. That's embarrassing. Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams alone in just catching the ball put up total yards. That's running and catching than the entire Indianapolis Colts. How? How is that possible? Joe Mixon himself, 
His total yards are more than Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts put up only three points, three touch, three points total, as Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill and Joe Mick Joe Mixon lapped them by himself. How? They got sacked. Their quarterback got sacked nine times, and they were 0%. We just read the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were 60%. They were 0% on third down conversion. That's why their coach got fired. Let's dig a little deeper into why their coach getting fired. Jeff Saturday getting the job. Jeff Saturday named the interim coach. Jeff Saturday leaving the ESPN booth, talking it up once a week on different shows, or twice a week, different on different shows on ESPN, part-time job. Now you're getting the interim head coach's job. A lot of people want to make this about race. I'm going to be on this for a little bit. A lot of people want to make this about race. It's not necessarily about race because there's other white interim coaches that could have been. I know they say, oh, well, it's an ex-player, and he may know this. Well, you got one on staff right now, Reggie Wayne, who was his teammate. And he didn't even get a look for interim coach. A lot of y'all want to make this about race. It's not exactly about race per se. It's about relationship. And due to those relationships, that can make an issue. And that can make a, a point about race to some degree. Because a black person doesn't seem to have the same relationship with these different owners. They just don't. They don't have those same relationships. And as we get older... And, and, and we go out there in the world, we're going to have relationships with the same people that our parents have relationships with. The people we're going to we're going to court or, or, or speak to and go to the old boys club and go to, to, to the to the different uh, uh, churches and the different restaurants. You guys live in the same communities. These are the people you're going to develop relationships with people who look like you, people you can talk to. Y'all listen to the same music. You see what I'm saying? You got something to bond over. That's who you're going to build relationships with. Now, the thing is that a lot of the owners, majority of the owners, 31 of the 32 are, they look the same. They have similar things in common. Now, you may say, oh, this is wrong. That shouldn't be. And that's not how it, it should be. It should be whoever is the best fit. And if you were thinking about winning and that, yada, 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 the Colts ain't thinking about winning no time soon. So why not get your boy a job? Let me flip this on his head. If you own a business... And whatever it is, you own a business and you have the opportunity to hire your boy. I'm going to hire my boy. You're going to hire some random person who doesn't look like you, doesn't vibe with you, don't have the same religion as you. Um, may, even, may even make you feel uncomfortable. It's like you have to walk on eggshells just to be around. You don't want that. You own the damn company. You want to do it the way you want to do it. You can do it however you want to do it. And you feel like no matter what, you'll be successful to some degree. And even if you're not in the interim, in this period of time of flux, let me get my boy up in here. And then when it's time for us to try to take it to the next level, then I'll go ahead and get the best candidate. But I'm going to do it this way. Who are we to tell these people who they can and cannot associate themselves with, who they can and cannot give a check to? If it's such a big deal, I'm, what I'm tired of, I'm tired of um, everyone else telling these white billionaires how to spend their money. It's not up to you. Yeah, you, you, and if you really want to feel the type of way about it, Stop patronizing them. Say, you know what? If you don't do what's best for our organization, we're not going to go to the games anymore. We're not going to uh, buy your merchandise. We're not going to air you on television. But that's not the case. And that's not going to happen, especially if the majority of the fans look like the owners. They don't care. They don't care. You cannot tell them what to do and how to do with their money. 
and you can't tell them how to feel. My daughter has a similar situation now in school. We, we live in an area where she is not a lot of people who look like us. So in the school, as she's getting older and then the other students look a different way, they live in a certain community, their parents know each other and so forth and so on. So they get along with each other better. They, they my daughter is very likable, one of the most likable people, one of the more, and I'm not saying that because she's my kid. If she was my, if she had any sort of uh, flaws in the sense of her character, I'll let you know. If you ask me, I'll tell you. But she doesn't. She's a sweetheart, easy to love. All her faculty loves her. She gives them hugs, so forth and so on. But the kids, they like her. They say, hey, Maya, because Maya's not a bad person. But then they start doing their own thing. She feels like she's a hanger on. She's someone who's just tagging along to get along because these people have a lot more in common. And because there's not a lot of people who look like her, they, she kind of gets alienated to some degree. And she's feeling a type of way about it. So now she sits around and she reads books. Her One of her best, quote unquote, friends, in a sense, is when she goes to soccer. One of the other players, India, looks like her. And, and she befriends her. She she looks for Maya every time. Oh, Maya, you look. There are only two people on the team who look alike. So she gravitates to her and they're like best of friends. So that's kind of the same ideology here. So I'm not going to tell these guys how to spend their money. What you can do is save up your money and put it together and start a new league. The same way I say about uh, all the black kids. I say, go to HBCU. Send them your money. The, the money will follow. The uh, the people who own these teams, the people who you, you're waiting to get a check from these from these from these owners, just start your own league because the people who want to see it, they want to see the best talent. The people will patronize it. You don't even need these owners to get the money. Get the money straight from the people. Put your money together in, in some sort of trust. Buy up stadiums. Get the deals from the from the cable companies and do your own thing. And that changes everything. And then that makes it more competitive. They do like they did back in the days. They start finding ways to to, to pillage from the HBCUs and get the top talent. They're going to do the same thing. It's going to make them convert. Just got to go ahead and do it that way. Don't try to tell them how to spend their money. Go ahead and get your own money and do what you want to do with it. If you want to get the best candidate, if you want to just do all black or all Hispanic or all minority, do it the way you want to do it. Like, there's no reason why Josh McDaniel should have the job for the Raiders. Same as there should be no reason why Cliff Kingsbury has a job with the Arizona Cardinals. They're not the best candidates. So you're not going to win. But when you own something, you can hire who in the hell you want to own or want to want to do to conduct your business as manner as you see fit. It's your business. Do it as you want. I don't care. It's not my it's not my way to tell you. You should do this. Go through the Rooney Rule. You can do it. You can get by, hire who you want. If you want to hire the best candidate, hire the best candidate. If you want to, and if you are the, the team, the fans of that team, and you feel as if they're not, if they're doing an injustice to you, stop patronizing them. That they will follow where the money is. But if they get away with it like the, like the NFL can, they know you're going to watch it no matter what. They know you're going to patronize it no matter what. They know you're going to show up no matter what. Even if you show up with a bag on your head and say you're the ain't, you're still paying for the product. They don't have to do anything. So unless the owners say, take on that mentality that they want to actually win, they want to actually do what's best for their franchise, then okay. But there's only going to be one champion a year. And there's going to be a bunch of teams that don't make it. So that's that. All right. The big shocker this weekend was the Jets beating the Buffalo Bills. And that goes. And then in that game, their quarterback got hurt, Josh Allen. So we got to see what's happening there. That could be a big slide. Minnesota extend their lead. Um, only one loss in the season. I believe they're 7-1 beating the Commanders. Um, big playoff implications. Seattle versus Arizona, 31-21. That might have put the nail in the coffin 
for the Arizona Cardinals. And as the Rams lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Buccaneers are putting themselves back in position to win that division, which is the only way I believe a team from that division makes it to the postseason. The Rams lose 16 to 13. That might have put a nail in the coffin for the Rams. Kansas City just edges by Tennessee 20 to 17. The juggernaut was doing his thing for Tennessee, but it wasn't enough. They squeak one by in overtime. And finally, Monday Night Football, Baltimore Ravens go to New Orleans, beat them at home 27 to 13. That was a great, great game, a great one to look at. Um, right now, let's look into the NFL standings, how it places everything as the Bills, I believe, are on top of the AFC East. Who would have thunk it that every team midway through the season for the AFC East will have an above 500 record as the Patriots run up the bottom at 5 and 4? Top team of the Bills, 6-2, and two, and the Jets are not too far behind at 6-3, and three, only a half game behind the Bills, who are favored going into the season as the Super Bowl favorites. AFC West, not as good as we thought it would be. The Chiefs are 6-2, and two, and the Raiders at the bottom at 2-6. and six. Ooh. All right. AFC North, the Ravens are who we thought they were. 6-3 and three at the top of the division. The Steelers um, are doo-doo. Going to have their first losing season ever. After they lose another couple of games, it'll be official. 2-6 and six at the bottom of that division. The Browns are still in contention. For, um, uh, they're close. They're, still, they're not out of it just yet. As they get Deshaun Watson back in a few weeks. And once that happens, we got to see what if, 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 if Rasek can win a couple more games. They're still in it. AFC South, the Titans 5-3 are going to win that division easily as we see the Colts are in flux. Texas aren't 1-6-1, the worst team in the league right now. Um, the Titans are getting back into the postseason. We're going to go down to the NFC. Eagles still flying high, 8-0. Um, the, the NFC East is almost as good as the AFC East as they have three teams above six wins. Cowboys 6-2, Giants 6-2. That's amazing. And the Commanders are only one game under 500. Very impressive. NFC West, 6-3 and three to Seahawks. Everybody else is going to be tough riding. Uh, the 49ers had a bye week. They're 4-4. Four and four. However, wait to see what they do now the second half as their team gets healthy and CMC keeps on cooking. NFC North, the Vikings, like I said before, 7-1 in the Packers. Everybody else in that division is pretty much dead. They all have six losses. I don't see any of them make it into the postseason until one, one of the teams going to like an eight-game winning streak or something like that. Don't see it. Ain't seeing it. Ain't happening. NFC South, the top team in that division being the Buccaneers and the Falcons, who are tied for the lead at four and five. And the Saints aren't too far behind at three and six. Hey, that's the only division in football where every team has a losing record. Incredible. Let's see what to look out for for week nine in the NFL. What game should you watch? I'm sorry, in week 10 in the NFL, what game should you watch? Let's take a look. I had it boot up before, but everything got refreshed. All right, so the games to look out for is the Seattle Seahawks versus um, the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Let's see what Geno Smith is made out of with that good vaulted defense. The other game you need to watch if Josh Allen is healthy. Minnesota Vikings finally have a real test. The only loss of their season is to the only undefeated team in the league. Now let's see if they go against Buffalo in Buffalo. This will be the true test. This is the true serum. If the Vikings are for real and they win this game, the Bills aren't looking great, and the Vikings are looking phenomenal. But the, I expect the Vikings to lose, but we'll see. They're only 7-1. and one. All right. Um, another game to look out for. That's actually um, it's not too many of them looking uh, like games you should actually want to tout to look at, unless you want to see the Cowboys versus the Packers. Cowboys going to dominate them in Green Bay the way Green Bay has been looking as of late. Um, another decent game is be the Sunday night game is the Chargers versus the Niners. That should be a great game. That should be a game that you, you should pack it out to see that game. That's the game to look out for, people. 
Let's take a look at the playoff picture real quick. Uh, a little bit over time, but that's okay. Y'all still love me. Um, the playoff picture, I had it pulled up. How it's going to look, who's on a bubble. Um, we kind of pretty much touched on it. Um, with the AFC right now, um, the Bills are the top team in the AFC. Chiefs are right behind them. And then the Ravens are third and the Titans taking the final uh, division winner spot. The teams are for the wild card. The top teams are from AFC East of the Jets and the Dolphins, five and six. And the Chargers are barely there with that seven seed final spot as of right now. In the NFC, you have the Eagles, number one, Vikings, number two, Seahawks, number three, and the Buccaneers get that fourth final spot as of right now. Even though the Cowboys are six and two, they're fifth. Same with the Giants, six and two as well. 49ers are four and four. Look for them to climb up. I don't know exactly where. They can easily probably try to get into that uh, third slot, trying to win that division, but we have to wait and see what happens this week. Um, on the outside looking in, on the NFC, is not looking too great, but on the AFC, Patriots are right there. Bengals are right there. They're trying to get that final seventh seed. I predict that it would be the Bengals taking that because the way they're looking, they're looking pretty scary. Um, my Raiders are way down there. I think they're pretty much done. And so are the Broncos, who I chose the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. I had them winning the entire thing. Not only the NFC, the AFC West, but the whole Super Bowl. Ooh, boy. The Super Bowl? I ain't looking too good right now, people. I ain't looking too good. But anyways, um, that's it for this first segment. When we come back, we will get into some NBA action. You've been listening to The Time Is Now. Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562-PDA-7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562 7888. What can I say? I love PDA. All right, you know what time it is. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday. So let's go. EVE, who's that girl? E turns 44 this week, and Lord turns 26. Javante Tank Davis turns 28 this week, and David Getter turns 55. Isaac Bonga in the NBA turns 23 this week, and Adam Devine turns 39. John B. John B. turns 48 this week, and Tiny Temper turns 34. DJ Augustine turns 35 this week, and Tony Snell turns 31. Demarge Smith turns 16 this week, and SZA turns 33. Gordon Ramsay turns 56 this week, and Scarface turns 52. Russell Westbrook, Russ, turns 34 this week, and Erica Mena turns 35. Uh, Davis Bertans turns 30 this week, and French Montana turns 38. Tech Nine turns 51 this week, and her neck, her back, Kaya turns 45. Eric Dane, Eric Dane turns 650 this week, and Cornell Ross, that's the funny man from IG, Cornell Ross turns 32. Chris Jericho turns 52 this week, and Nick Shave turns 49. 
Uh, Cisco dun, 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 turns 44 this week. And Lou Ferregno, the original Hulk, turns 71. Corey Hardrick, that's Tia Moray's ex-husband, Corey Hardrick, turns 43 this week. And Demi Moore turns 60. Leonardo DiCaprio turns 48 this week. And Trey Smith, that is Will Smith's oldest child, Trey Smith turns 30. Stanley Tucci, better known from Devil Wells Prada and The Gentleman, turns 62 this week. And Victor Cruz, ex-NFL player from the Giants, turns 36. Tracy Morgan, funny man, Tracy Morgan turns 54 this week. And Peyton Royce, that is from the WWE, Peyton Royce turns 30 this week. Warren G, the regulator, turns 52 this week. And funny man Sinbad turns 66. Teddy Bridgewater turns 30 this week. And Ryan Gosling turns 42. And Marion turns 38 this week. And the future rookie of the year, Paolo Banchero, turns 20. Tevin Campbell turns 46 this week, and Tanya Harden turns 52, and Sammy Sosa turns 54. And finally, 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 my mother, Annie Esther Stafford, turns 66. We have some honorable mentions. Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Minnie Ripperton, who passed away in 1979, would have been 75 this week. Dorothy Dandridge. Would have been 100 this week who passed away in 1965. Big Pun. Big Pun passed away 2000. Would have been 51 this week. And finally, Brittany Murphy, who passed away 2009, would have been only 45 this week. But that's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to our show. All right, welcome back to the time is now. I'm gonna keep you. I'm not gonna keep you for a long time, but for a good time. Um, so many things to talk about in the NBA, right? Um, there's so many different aspects and things you want to look into or not look into. Um, you can look at the records. We can look into um, other aspects, but there's certain things that stood out to me. Let's just start here. We can start with the Lakers, right? We can start with the Lakers. That's okay, right? Everybody wants to laugh at my Lakers. Everybody wants to look at them and not playing. They're not playing their best basketball as of late. Um, but the one bright spot is we can look at um, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's been resurgent. Um, he's looked like a whole new man. And like I said before, him coming off the bench will be huge for the Lakers. Will be tremendous for the Lakers. And I was correct in saying that. He's like right now leading the team in three-point percentage and, and probably even total percentage. I haven't really looked it up, but I know he's balling. Um, he's putting up over 20 points coming off the bench. He's averaging like 18-plus points and like six to eight as, uh, rebounds. And he's still getting those assists, over six assists a game. Right now, like I said, he could be the sixth man of the year. If he could have just done this last season, who knows? But that team was pretty old. Right now, we got a lot of young players who could do some big things. The best thing about LeBron right now is that he has those Father Time commercials. I love those damn Father Time commercials. They're great. They are phenomenal commercials right now. So I like to watch those. It's very entertaining to see that as well. Sticking with my Lakers, as we, as we look at the landscape of everything in the league, they are the 14th seeded team in the West. 14th seeded team with three straight losses. See, I look at everything by 10s. Like, like 10 games here, the first 10. So I look at eight segments of the league. It's 82 games. Every 10 game. They start the season 2-8. and eight. That's great. That's phenomenal. That's like going on a 2-8 a, a and eight run. 
or, or two and eight skid, right? And then you have the Suns on the opposite end of that spectrum in the second seed, seven and three. Okay, great. So they seven and three in their first 10. That's You can do that any time of the year. You can also have a time when you lose five games straight like the Warriors have done. And they're right now four and seven out of their first 11 games. It happens, which means they were four and two before that. You know, so it happens. So to look at this as something that's detrimental, to look at this right now, to tell me right now the Jazz being nine and three are the best team in the West and the Trailblazers seven and three, I don't buy it. I don't buy that the Clippers are this bad six and five. You know, Kawhi hasn't played in forever, missing his eighth straight game, but they're still able to pull off six wins in that period of time. And that's the thing we haven't talked about too much. I'm going to get on that real quick. I'm going to go back to my Lakers. But the Clippers being 6-5 and five, and Kawhi not really contributing to it and me drafting Kawhi in my second round of my fantasy team. The joke's on me, people. Me getting me believing in Kawhi. I bought, and you know what? I drafted AD first. So I drafted AD in the first round, and then in the second round, I drafted Kawhi. Now, I was the 11th pick out of 12. So, like, all the LeBrons, John Morant, the Luka, Giannis, Jokic, and B, all gone, right? And you know what? I could have got James Harden. I could have got him in the second round, but I got, I freaking got, what's his name? I got Kawhi Leonard, who hasn't played all season, played two games and played monitored minutes management so when y'all talk about ad put some respect on his name he got a championship he's been balling out y'all call him street clothes y'all call him tender love what y'all got for kawaii kawaii leonard kawaii leonard out here not playing so it, it and then on a contract here he always seems to ball out playing 65 games or whatever oh he could go see that's the thing is he playing injured or playing hurt we talked about this the other week it's a difference between injured and hurt and you're supposed to play through hurt now if you want to monitor your minutes you want to do whatever you got to do you do that but you don't miss games and sit out games like you don't care about your team winning or losing that's why bomber throwing money to him and trading all the trading peaks away to give paul george because that's what Kawhi wanted y'all not gonna win Y'all ain't going to ever win with this roster. Now, the, the Lakers may be below you. They're not too many games below you. Y'all 6-5. Lakers are 2-8. and eight. You got a three-and-a-half game lead over them? It's not a lot. Three-and-a-half game leads, that's nothing. You can, you can gain that in a week. So I'm not worried about them. To me, the Pelicans are who they are. They're, they're going to be an 8 seed. They're going to be a 500 team. That's who they're going to be. The Timberwolves, we didn't expect them to be this far down, but I see my Lakers and Warriors creeping back into that top 8 or 6. I see that. I see the Jazz and the Trailblazers coming out and the Lakers and the Warriors being right in that mix with the Jazz, with, with, I'm sorry, with the Suns, the Nuggets, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Clippers. I feel like the Lakers and the Warriors be right in that mix. And I'll tell you why. I won't tell you why. Let's just, let's just go back to the Lakers real quick. Everyone's talking about trade Russ, trade Russ. Russ is a hometown hero. And yes, I was part of the people saying trade him because of the way it was looking. And then because if he's going to be that defiant and, and, and not work on his game, not get a floater, not do all these different things, not get glasses, as I said before. Contact lenses, whatever. I said, if he's going to be that hardhead, then forget it. He, for some reason, he didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't get along with Vogel. Whatever it is. Okay, great. Maybe Vogel came in negative because because the, the front office didn't respect him by getting him the proper extension like Budenhoser got after he won a championship. So who knows? Maybe, maybe Vogel just checked out. But now you got somebody who's hungry, who just came for winning the championship with the Buccaneers, right? The year after the Lakers won it as an assistant, but he won it nonetheless. Hungry, 
determined, the kind of hard-nosed guy. The guy who told me he ain't worried about nothing. He got shot in the face as a kid. Damn. <laughs> so Russ respects him. He's respectable enough to come off the bench. Now the Lakers are cheering him. In one of the games, they were shouting MVP, MVP as Russ knocked down two free throws back-to-back. Russ hitting free throws. Russ hitting threes. Russ is getting to the cup, dunking on people. He's getting assists. His turnovers are down. Hello. So with all that put together, his trade value goes through the roof. A lot of people are looking at his value as a as a as a $47 million contract dump for next season. Why can't we look at it the same? You think he wouldn't take a pay cut for coming here? The way AD is looking right now, he's playing decent, but at the end of the day, can you trust him to carry your team? And if that's the case, if he can't carry your team into the future, regardless of how well he played before, Paul Gasol got traded. He's getting his jersey retired in March. Pau Gasol, to me, is still the best power forward in, in Lakers history. You can laugh all you want to. People want to put AD above that. They say James Worthy. James Worthy was a small forward. Come on, somebody. Pau Gasol was that dude. Three straight finals appearances. Two championships, back to back. Until he came to the team, Lakers are mediocre. As soon as he arrives in the team with Kobe Bryant, they become a title contender immediately and go straight to the finals. And the reason why they lose in that finals, they had two starters that were out, Bynum and Ariza. And it's not the reason from last year or two years ago. This was a reason in the prime of his career. Balling. One of the top defensive, one of the top two-way players in the league at that time. And they still took Boston to six. That's with the big three. Come on, somebody. Pal Gasol. Put some respect on his name. Now, they still traded his ass away. So they traded Pal Gasol away. Why can't they trade AD, who's injury riddled? Pal Gasol wasn't that. You want to say Pal was soft? He was an injury riddle. He was solid. Solid legs. He could back you down in the post. Dunk on you. Rookie of the year. That Pau Gasol. They, Lakers tra- and Kobe Bryant's best friend. They about to retire his jersey in the Raptors. Why can't you trade AD? I say instead of trading Russ, trade AD for Miles Turner, who just beasted the other night, getting like four blocks and all these. He got a double-double. And he can shoot a lot better than AD can. He shoots threes. Over 33, over 34%. AD can't shoot 30% from three. Not that you need him to shoot threes, but if you got Russ on the floor, you'll need a Miles Turner type. Who's going to get more blocks than AD? And AD gets a lot of blocks. It's always between Miles Turner and AD with Gobert, who's going to be for defensive player of the year. There's always those threes up there. And Miles Turner does, is not injury riddle. So I say do the trade for Miles Turner and Buddy Hill, get more shooting. Uh, and then you probably want to get a little bit more because Anthony Davis is still like around 30 years old. He still has some time left. So if you can probably switch that, get a, get a pick swap, get a first round pick swap. Give them AD so they have a player for the future because Indiana's actually looking pretty decent. And un- under their coach, they could probably do some things. Give them AD. We get Buddy Hield and Miles Turner. Miles Turner take this place for AD. We have those other bigs that could back him up. Have LeBron playing the three. I'm sorry, playing the four, as he should at this point in his career. Playing the point forward at the four. We could do something. Now, I've been big proponent of having two bigs. I was thinking about having Miles Turner with AD at the same time. I don't know. I, I'll say keep Russ. And if it's, and he can do a contract renegotiation next year for about half the money he's making now. I don't see why he wouldn't do that to be here with his kids, be home. He would take a pay cut to come back to the Lakers. And he's dependable. He played 71 games, over 70-plus games last season. Just saying. I'm just saying. So that might be the look for the Lakers. Get rid of AD and keep Russ Wellspring. Let's see how that goes out. We talk about the Jazz. The Jazz is doing something opposite, being the best team in the West right now. 
and Danny Age wanted them to look like the Major League. Y'all seen the movie Major League where they they were betting on the team sucking so they could go ahead and, and they want to get Victor Wimbanyana. She wanted to go ahead and, and, and sell the team. I'm sorry, move the team to another city. So he said, if we suck, we can't get no one in the stands. We said, hey, the city does not support us. We want to get a um, right to move to another city. They bucked the system, found out what they were trying to do, and said, nah, we're going to win. Damn it, we're professional ba- uh, baseball players. Same thing's going on with the Jazz. They are balling. Jordan Clarkson, balling. McConley, he, Conley Jr., now he's got rid of uh, Spider Mitchell. He can play his normal role, and he's giving those assists, giving those dimes, balling. They don't know... <laughs> You, you know what I mean? The Jazz are balling right now, and Danny Ainge don't know what to do. He gonna he gonna find people to trade away some more. He's like, why y'all balling? We got we got rid of Bogdanovich, we got rid of Spider Mitchell, we got rid of Rudy Gobert, and y'all still want to win? Damn! <laughs> so they doing their things, man. They're doing their thing down there in Utah. Um, we go over to the Eastern Conference. My Bucks, I call them my Bucks because I love me some Giannis Antetokounmpo. Finally got a loss. Cavaliers still balling, so the Bucks are nine and one. Cavaliers still balling. Celtics doing their thing, even without Ime Udoka. Let's talk about Ime Udoka. Does he go to the Nets? The Nets right now are the 11 seed, 4 and 7. Right now, no Kyrie and still no head coach. What do they do? I like Jacques Vaughn, but he ain't no head coach. He's not ready yet. Ime Udoka's already proven. Because of this whole scandal. Why haven't. And, and, and the thing is, is it a scandal? Because this black man slept with this white man who happens to be an exec wife. Yeah, he may have crossed the line, but last time I checked, it was consensual. They're treating him, and I even heard Malika Andrews on the air. She, she wants to talk about, oh, what about the advocacy of women? What do you mean? If anything, this woman, she's empowered. She's so empowered. She's so protected. We don't even know her name. Instead of them trying to protect the other women in that organization, they won't even release her name because that same man does not want to be embarrassed. That's what it's about. So you don't say women empowerment. You should let her say, you know what? I chose to sleep with Emmy. I wanted that D because my husband wasn't giving it to me. Empower her. Why does he have to be smeared? Why does he have to be sit there and got a slow bleed? Because we know the history of this country when a black man sleeps with a white woman. That's what's happening again. Don't talk about his relationship. He wasn't even married. He was engaged. Let's talk about that. He was engaged. She was married, obviously, for several years. And she chose up and said, I want this six foot seven, six foot eight black dangalang. And now he's being smeared for it. And they're sitting there trying to let him bleed out when the Nets want the rights to him. If you don't want him, we'll take him. That's what they're saying. They said, we already got the drama with Kyrie and KD calling out everybody. Talking about he want everybody fired. He want Marks fired. He want, he want Nash fired. Now Nash is fired. I can see KD being dealt off to the Warriors for all those young pieces they got. I think the Nets should just blow it up. Blow it up. You know, you blew it up to get him. And you look at Jared Allen made the All-Star team. First year, he's gone. Clarissa Vert over there balling out with the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. All your guys did with him, balling out for, for Dallas, chose not to come back. Just blow it up, man. Blow it up. Get a lot of those young players. Those players for, for Golden State are lottery pick players. Get them. Whoever you want. Get KD back. Y'all need him. Get KD back. Get rid of like two or three of those young players. Resign. Oh, let, 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 let Draymond go. Right, let Draymond go to sunset and send them over two of those young players and one of those proven players. I say send either Draymond or send Poole. Can't keep both. Poole got that new contract. Send them off, man. Send them off. They all can be part of your future. Poole will do better playing over there in Netsville. Let's talk about this. You know I got to talk about this Kyrie thing. You know I got to talk about it. You gotta, I got to speak on it now. Do I think what he said 
was wrong. This is the thing. This, okay, let's let's back it up. Let's back it up. Let's back it up. Back it up. Back it up. Back it up. Kyrie is in trouble for promoting Hebrews to Negro, even though he doesn't think he's promoting. Damn it, you're promoting him, bro. You're promoting it. You put it on your platform. Now it, it, it you can rent it on Amazon for like 12 bucks. And now the price to buy it is 50 bucks. And the book is like 25, 28 bucks. That's top, top, top dollar. I bought the book. I bought the paper. That's the paper cover. The, the hard cover is like 40 bucks. I know for a fact, this stuff came out back like four or five years ago. I know for a fact that this stuff was not worth that before then. Because it went on his platform, it's worth all these different money. Now, I believe in a business freedom to sell or, or whatever. So people coming down on, on Amazon is silly, but they can't. They should. They should go towards Amazon with the hate and whatever like that because they're, in a sense, promoting or, or allowing this product to be to be shared right but to come down on Kyrie because they believe they believe it's anti-semitic all he's doing was empowering black people and sharing with them something I could tell you that he never watched it from the comments he made it was based off the, the 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 summary of the book and pretty much talking about that he cannot be anti-semitic because he is then the descendant of a Semite and these people are the fake Jews that's pretty much what it's all about and by saying someone is not what they say they are, I don't believe that's anti-Semitic, but the, the bigger issue is this. Even though he apologized late and everything like that, and why they got to make him bow down to kiss Doreen because of what they felt is anti-Semitic, when you have people who can still say white lives matter, you have guys who in the NFL can still say nigger, I'm going to hurt those niggers. You can still have people doing the things that they do and say what they say, and they would not get canceled like this. It happens so often that if you say anything that's not 100%, 1,000% uplifting those of Jews in their plight, even though what, what African-Americans have been standing up for this entire time, why they keep having the Black Lives Matter platform, all he's doing is trying to boost up his people. Yeah, people saying they don't want to go to a game because black people are trying to promote themselves and just trying to uplift themselves and get the rights that everyone else has already given. And they want to cancel this brother. The stuff with Kyrie has to stop. So I could go into Kyrie real quick. We could talk about the, the good this brother has done. He's donated over $300,000 to Feeding America, partnered with the city Harvest to ensure that 250,000 meals were distributed to New Yorkers, partnered with Nike to donate 17 pallets of food and masks to the Standing um, Rock Sioux Tribe, committed $1.5 million to help pay WNBA players who opted out of the bubble, paid off the college tuition, of nine HBCU students from Lincoln University purchased a house for the family of George Floyd, according to the former NBA player, Steven Jackson. Who else is doing this? But my people, my black people want to go, and he's not doing stuff just for black people. He's doing it for everyone. He's doing stuff for New Yorkers, for the tribals. For the, this is a great person, not a good person, a great person that you guys are demonizing as someone who is not. You want to cancel him. You want to remove him from the sports. Even Nike won't stand with them at this point, even though that Puma and Adidas and everyone else is, 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 was bred out of Nazi culture. We won't get into that right now. You guys are going ahead and trying to cancel a good person. And for what? Because he put on his platform a movie or something that he wants to watch or is going to watch. So now he is a, a evil person. He's anti-Semitic. 
You want to make him do a, a, a formal apology to this person, that person. You're going to make him donate over 500 million when he just lost 1.3 million for the games he's already missed. He's got to pay more money. He already lost 17 million last year because, or, or what year is it? The other year when he when he when he did want to get vaccinated last year. Even though he was the only one in the league who wasn't doing that, but they put him on front street because the brother is different. And, and this is what they do. When people of him are trying to uplift and bring up his people, they want to stop him and bring him back down. They did it to Mahmoud Raouf. Don't get it twisted. Y'all got to quit looking at the shiny thing. It is what it is. I'm not even a Kyrie apologist. I'm telling you what it is. This is what it is. They want you to shut up and dribble. Facts. It's just that when they said it to LeBron the way it was said, they were like, ooh, you can't say that. But what happened? Was she demonized? Was she canceled? Mm. What is that? They said, hey, you're here, Negro, to entertain us. Get that ball, dribble up the court, be the wizard of the ball that you are, and entertain me. I don't give a damn about you wanting to be to uplift your people. I don't give a damn about what you think or believe. And you know what? I have to agree with them to this degree. Do that on your own time. If you want to up like you did with these other charitable things that a lot of people didn't even know about, do the same thing with that. Go ahead and start your own religion or faith or whatever or calling and do, and do these uh, speaking and do that stuff separately. Do not include it on your social media platform because that is owned by your owners. The people who pay you, they own that stuff. They say by playing basketball, you are able to do these things. We don't want to know. And then especially when you go anything or anything that says anything detrimental or that does not uplift those of the Jewish community, you will be destroyed. You should know this by now. So you should have swallowed your pride and apologized and moved on. But you waited to the last minute to do it. So you are in the wrong in that aspect, my brother. So that is, it is what it is. So if you want to go back to getting those dollars so you can go and take that money to do the charitable and the good things you want to do, you got to do what you got to do. If you don't give a damn about that, you rather retire, do that too, my brother. But go ahead and take the money you made. Hopefully you saved enough of it. Hopefully you have a lot of things invested and continue to do this you want to do. Because it seems to me that elevating your consciousness and doing well by other people, being a being a, a, a patriarch or being someone who, who, who is a patriot, I should say, and helping those who are lower than you, whether it's, whether it's, whether it's uh, economically or, 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 or through your thought process, do that. Focus your energy there because you obviously don't want to play basketball. That's what it looks like to me. All right, before we get up out of here, just real quick about my Lakers as I was talking about the first 10 games, 2 and 8. Let me give you the next 10 games they have and tell me if they're winnable. They play the Bucks coming up really soon. Actually, it's too far out. Um, they play the Clippers tomorrow. They play the Clippers tomorrow. That's a winnable game. They play the Kings um, on Friday. That's a winnable game. The Nets, that's also a winnable game. They don't play defense. They could win three straight right there. Then you have the Pistons. That's another winnable game. That could win four straight. The Spurs, another winnable game. They could win five straight. They could go on a five-game winning streak before they face the Suns and most likely will lose that game. So the next six games, they should easily go. I should say easily. They can, they can go because the Clippers and the Nets can flip-flop. But they can go five and one. Then after that, they have the Spurs back-to-back -back nights. The 25th and the 26th. Another two winnable games, back-to-back -back night. Once in, in, in San Antonio, the next, actually both games in San Antonio. That's very interesting. Both played at 5 o'clock. That's very, so that's weird scheduling. But they could win both of those games easily. Then you play the Pacers. That game you want to circle because you want to see how Buddy Hill and, and, and Miles Turner, who already came out, I talked about it last week, already came out saying how he would like that trade to go down. He wants to play in L.A. He wants to make a big contract. He wants to get all those endorsements. He wants to be where the big lights are. He can't get that in any app. 
So he's going to try to ball out. They may lose that game just for that purpose, but because they're home, Lakers could win that game. Then they go against the Trailblazers. Again, the Blazers could win that game, but the Lakers could win it as well. The Lakers are home, but Dame does ball out in LA. Let's just say they lose that game. So right now, out of the next eight games, Lakers are six and two. Then they play the Bucks again, and then they play the Wizards. Lakers can easily be seven and three out of the next ten games, which will put them right back into the thick of it. They're two and eight now, seven and three. That's nine and eleven. Still below five hundred, but still a good team and on the incline. Watch, we'll see what happens in the second half of the season. We got to wait and see what happens there. All right. Before we get out of here, talked about a lot of different things. You guys can hear more about the Kyrie Irving and anti-Semitism in our soapbox later on in the show. Um, I did watch Black Adam not too long ago. It's good. It's good for a DC film. Um, the Rock kind of overdid it with his smoldering look. A lot of that going on in there. I think the cool part about it is is um, the, the the abilities and how almost unbeatable he appears to be. I like the ending. I won't spoil it for you. The ending make leaves you wanting to see more. Um, it had a lot of good drama towards the end, but the early part um, I could do without. Most of the beginning was trash. I, I was just watching it. Uh, my daughter seemed to have liked it, so we'll see what happens there with that franchise. Um, I most likely will watch Hebrews to Negroes coming up. Um, and then I might talk about that later. It is a long documentary, like I said, about three hours. So um, a little over three hours. So we'll see what happens uh, there. I do have a correction for last week. Um, the doc that I watched um, was um, untold or un un uncensored. I forgot. Yeah, uncensored. And that's on, um, I believe that's on Netflix or Prime or HBO Max. I can't remember. It's one of those. It, it, I, I think it's HBO Max. And it was not, I kept saying Tua Tungvaloa. It was not. It was Manti Teo with the whole story about him having a fake girlfriend and stuff like that. Um, go and check that out. This man tight tail, I should look for, that's the documentary that I watched, not to a thing of a lawyer. I apologize, my brain was scattered like it normally can be. But that's our show for this week, guys. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. You've been listening to The Time Is Now. Have a great evening, people. We do not have the rights to this music. To the beach, y'all. People gon' dance to Give the record a second and a chance to Hitting people like a scene of amazement While they slipping back, my feet just planted in the pavement Crumble like I never do So now I'm looking dead at you What are you gonna do? You listen to the knowledge of a scholar You say how I breathe, tell them how I holler I'm the E-double, and I proclaim my name Straight up, good gang, peeps all game I'm like a rhino, running through the roughest pack They figure I'm a trigger happy nigga So they step back, breathe the microphone is who lasts the longest, so news the strongest. It ain't a game as plain to see. You listen to the sounds of breeze. There ain't a future in your front. I never got caught with a kid.
Kilo. And if you ever do, yo, and ever be with me, yo. Serving in the Cherokee, or maybe it's a Geo. Like I'm like Ben, so we'll get it up for me, yo. Never have to worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo, TB, pop the trunk. Cause we don't go for playing, wanna play, go grab a ball. When I'm on the mic, I ain't for playing, not at all. Cause I clock 10 G's a week, booming at my peak. Always see each sober, but I do get geek. I can give you a job, a place to eat. Hardy, meet your homeboy, Marty, at a BOB. Party taking over, barking like a dog named Zoom. I'm picking circles like a four-leaf clover. Ain't biting words on the mic, they some cobras. Turn out these saying egg breeders get no. I'm the B, the R to the double E-Z And down with my homie G-A-S-N-O-E And suckers cause I'm static cause they still be disagreeing I don't give a cause I'm from F-L-I-N-T In a city where pity runs slow If you ever shoot through my city, now you know Cause we a strictly business and we also got a pride And if you don't like it, I suggest you break wide Suckers study looking for the ammo and he wire Thinking that illegal is the best for so they die I ain't got time to see a fiend fiend now To give up all his money and he give up what he got That's the way I am and see we cannot be different Never change the ways for the world or the government If it was the president, then I would state facts You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black And it can feature in your front Was a fiend and my gold would be stolen But my name breed on everything I own And when I get my Jeep, I'm putting breed on the chrome Shine it up good, kick it through my neighborhood Motorola phone, fat rims in a Kenwood Put the kid around it, and then I'll have to drop Just because of riding people think I'm selling rocks But ain't no feature in your The rules of the world Live my life raw Cause I never liked the law Wear top tens on my ass Use jeans Selling big gates And tip for tat to the fiends Lock much dollars But I never break a sweat Trying to move out My posse saying You got my back And I got yours What time is it? Tear down the door Start this party, alright? Kick out that fat fat dance. Constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already have a bad smell. The association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind. This was in the 1940s. It's playing by manual. Wow. They got a, whole they got a playbook against you, Negroes. Right. Play it again. In 1943, the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the United States. It read, When certain obstructionists become too irritating, label them, after suitable buildups, as fascist or Nazi or anti-Semitic and use the prestige of anti-fascist and tolerance organizations to discredit them. In the public mind, constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already have a bad smell. Hmm. The association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind. This was
<sighs> okay. Another podcast. Another soapbox. Man, if I was somebody important, <laughs> what I mean by important is that tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people actually gave a damn about what I have to say right now. If I was somebody of importance, you, the powers that be will find a way to cancel me, right? Because when anyone tries to become enlightened or go down a journey or a path of enlightenment, quote unquote enlightenment, and if there's anyone who stands up and says something to the like of where the Jewish community or the ones who claim themselves or call themselves as a Jewish community today, if anyone comes to see if they, they challenge that, then you're immediately destroyed. And this whole concept, and, and then they use different tropes of like anti-Semitism and, and, and the like, things of that nature. They bring those things up to, to try to make it seem as a catchphrase to say, hey, you're, being, you're, you're spewing hate speech. You're saying something that's hateful. When in essence, all you're trying to do is, uh, is to go back into your past and your history, find out where you're from and understanding that you are the original Semites. You're saying that you you come from those, you, you, you are descendants of Abraham. Saying that you are descendants, you, you come from a land of East Africa. Last time I checked to this day, the people of East Africa look like myself or close to the people of Persia. The original Persians, even in even in certain movies, they show the Persian Empire. They show the people having brass skin, and that's in a white person's movie. That's in a person whose Jewish descent put in a movie, or the people who call themselves the Jews. But what about the original Jews? The people who were there before they were moved from their land. Oh, we don't want to say that because now I'm being anti-Semitic. See, when I looked up anti-Semitic, when I looked up someone who's doing that, is someone who's spewing hate speech. Those, the most extreme measure being that of Adolf Hitler, who killed people because of where they came from. Similar to what happened to the, 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 the genocide of the Armenian people who come from the same area. That is anti-Semitic. When you're saying someone like, hey, because of who you are, who you think or who you say you are, I'm going to hate on you. Meaning I'm going to spew hate and say that you are the devil. I'm going to say that you are someone who worships money and say that you are a people. When you lump people together and you spew negative things about them, that could be anti-Semitic. And, and, and when, that's, that's the thing. It's supposed to be anti-Semitic because you are from the Semites. You are from the that type of the area, the Jews, the Israelites. The Ethiopian, the Egyptians, or Mizraim, those people, because you're a descendant of those people, we're going to say you now hate those people because of the history that's labeled to that. Because throughout history, those people have been persecuted just basically because of who they are the descendants of. What Kyrie Irving stated, he says, I cannot be anti Semitic because of where I come from. He's saying I cannot be anti myself because he believes that his people gen uh, 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 originate from the Semites. That's what he means by that. Rather you believe that or not, that's his belief. He's not spewing hate on the Jewish community for stating 
that he is the original Jew. That's not hate. That's his level of understanding. He's not saying that you are evil people. He's not saying you are bad people. He's just trying to enlighten himself and understand where he comes from, where many people of African-American descent are trying to do the same thing because the powers that be told them they are not from this earth, that they were two-thirds human. You want to get into it. They told them, they took their names from them. They took their religion. They took their beliefs from them. They put them in a position where they could not win. And instill they continuously overcome and achieve. Because those of lack of knowledge are those who cannot succeed. So they go and, and, and strive for knowledge. They strive for better life. When they finally achieved it, they were killed for that. And they continue to rebuild on the ashes of their ancestors. So I'd say to you, are you anti-Afro? Why do, instead of trying to bring enlightenment, why are you trying to persecute this person for trying to seek knowledge of who he believes or who he thinks his people are? Why is it that Jeff Bezos can go ahead and, and, and put something that you deem so evil? That's my check, Jeff Bezos. His, his, his people are from your people, the Jewish people. Oh, you claim that you don't have all the money. Then why do you have the power to go ahead and cancel this brother like that? How did you cancel Nick Cannon? How did, and he had to come down and bow down and beg to, for your mercy. Different ways of bucking him. And you do those things to do what? What, what is the purpose? To show that you have the power? Because you do. Financially, you do. If we don't sit there and bow down, and what are you really trying to hide then? So how can someone like Jeff Bezos go ahead and profit from a movie like that? So now I looked it up. I looked it up. What's the name of it? It's called Hebrews to Negro. How did you, and your origin story. That's it. It's trying to help black people center themselves. People, black people in America try to find themselves. That's really, really what it's really about. It's them to try to learn the history, the his story. As fast as you see right now, they say critical race theory is banned in certain schools. What critical race theory really, really, truly is, is just teaching the true history without any barriers, without any sort of veil to make yourself, and when I say yourself, the powers that be to make them feel as in, uh, as periodical as, as imperial to being that we are pure and we have no negative no it's not true show the ugly and the good so that we can grow from that if you don't know your history you don't know where you're going and that's what this is all about so you're telling me right now jeff bezos can to rent this documentary it's like a three-hour documentary to rent it actually it's more than three hours three hours and change 200 and plus minutes to be exact to rent this documentary, it costs you $12. That's four times what any other normal movie or anything like that is to rent. And that number has gone up. It has gone up exponentially from what it was before Kyrie promoted it. As much as he wants to quarrel over that, he promoted it. To purchase it, it's $50. $50 to purchase the documentary. Most documentaries are, are, are being uh, sold anywhere between eight to twenty dollars. This one's going for fifty. Let that sizzle in your spirit. Was that the original price? Since this document came, documentation came out four years ago, I guarantee you not. And that's the problem that they're having with this because there's there's truth being told or someone's truth being told, and because they feel like it's dangerous to their existence, they feel like it's going to bring hate to their community or whatever they feel. They're like, hey, Kyrie, because of you, now another one of us can now make more money from this. 
so is it his fault for did he create the document and i remember he said that and i get that i see both sides in that because it's like hey you did not create this but um bezos has the right to sell whatever he wants rather it's something he believes in or not and you and, and because of free speech it's like how can you dictate what can be seen what cannot be seen when you have things like mind Kampf out there and you have some things like uh, uh um 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 america was it i forgot damn i forgot the name of it american me or or, or, or america now or something now revolution now something now i forget damn it, i wish i wrote that down but it was pretty much something that came around and that speared the uprising of the kkk i wish i had it in front of me but then you have to remove all those different things things that that uplift white supremacy things that 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 show the the tyranny in other countries in asia things that show all these different things that could that used to like my mind come things that that was used by hitler's people you cannot quell any of those things so you can't get mad at bezos from doing that but then look at it he turned it around and said wait because of the demand i'm going to i'm going to increase the value of it if you really want to watch this so in essence Kyrie, you did promote this film and book i bought the book i am holding back on trying to give him my money to also watch the film but but everything i gathered from the film what are things i read about it is that there's very little to anything of hate in there of a people it's just that they're questioning who is who are you a jew or am i a jew that's pretty much what it is out and once i do watch or read it i will come back to bring more fervor to it my point is this when you are given this platform to do these different things and the way they are uh, uh, weaponizing this to, to attack someone who's just seeking more knowledge and you're bucking him, what is that being bucked? It means you're, you're breaking him down with, with these different things you're saying that you, he has to do before he can come back and, and, and play for your franchise. All the different things you're saying that, oh, if you, if you want to play for this franchise, you must do X, Y, and Z. And you forget the kind of person that he is. That's the kind of stuff that pisses me off. I'm I'm actually pissed because even when he highlighted, when that young man highlighted the different things and how it did not make sense for him to go ahead and take a vaccine, he was demonized for that. And now people want to reverse their turn because they seen what he saw over a year ago. And people like myself seen, I didn't get the vaccination. I didn't take the jab. I already had it. I already had COVID. So why would I take the vaccine after? It's like getting the flu and say, I'm going to take the vaccine after I had the flu. It makes no damn sense. Many people already had it up to that point. People were showing symptoms of COVID back in September 2019. So if they had it back then, why in the hell would they take the vaccination later? Why were they pushing it so hard? They never pushed a vaccine that hard in my lifetime, in the past hundred years, if you go back and look at it. When you look at it, when you take the vaccine, I'm going on a tangent right now, when you take that, in the stages that we were in, we were under the part of the vaccine was supposed to be under animal trials. Who are the animals? Who are they pushing it on? Black and brown people. They even had whole commercials about it. Girl, you're looking good once you vax that thing up. Come on, juvenile. So it is what it is. How many people in that area lost their jobs? How many people in the United States lost their jobs? I had a friend of mine who's a teacher and also worked in the health um, um, industry. She did not want to take the vaccine. When she asked questions about it, no one can answer her. But guess what? She ended up bending the knee and taking it because she couldn't afford to lose her job as a single mother and as a son who was in college. She couldn't afford to do so. So she cried when she took it because she says, I don't know what they're putting in my body. I'm afraid for my life. We don't know the long-term effects on this. 
You see my point? And he was ridiculed for that as well. So the only thing I complain about what his stance is is about just about being stubborn. Because at the end of the day, if you want to go on your journey of enlightenment, do that on your own time. If you, you, you shouldn't promote anything while you're still collecting checks from these people, when you still want their money. Even though Joe Sy is not Jewish, he has his hands in the pockets of many people who do. So at the end of the day, it all filters back to you. So you sit back there and you just take your medicine and move on from there. But I implore all you guys to try to at least get the book and read up on it and understand more about it. I didn't know. I actually heard something about it years ago, but I never really dove deeper into it. But at the end of the day, anti-Semitism has been weaponized to, to, to try to stop people from becoming more enlightened because they've broadened the scope to what it actually is and it's not what they're saying it is from the black people who have been um, like the Nick Cannons and, and the Kyrie Irvings of the world and other people who are just trying to spread enlightenment to their people. All they're trying to do is uplift their African-American people. They have been deemed anti-Semitic when in essence, the people that they derive from, the people of East Africa, where we come from West Africa, but Africa is a continent as a whole. There were no people of fair complexion there in all of Africa. And to this day, the ones you find are in South Africa because those are the colonizers from Europe who believed in apartheid, but that's a whole nother subject. At the end of the day, Kyrie is correct. He cannot be anti-Semitic unless he is anti himself. And those are the facts. You can look it up, you can cancel me all you want to, but it is what it is. It can go on on for days and days. I'm sure we will revisit this again. Until next time. You can win As long as you keep Your head to the sky Be optimistic well, that's week this week, guys. Another great week. Another great show. All right. All right. All right. Um, the music choice this week was Ain't No Future in the Frontin' by MC Reed. Another good classic. Another great song. Give that some spins. Remember, if you like the show, like it. And remember, remember, please, please share. And of course, of course, please subscribe. Now it's time for our final word. Then James and Johns, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Yeshua said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I baptize with? We can, they answered. Yeshua said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right or my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Yeshua called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles, Lord, it over them. And their high officials exercise authority over them, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark 10, 35-45. Remember, spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace.